smile and laughter to everyone's face and would do anything for anyone. He loved his daughters and son and his girlfriend Maria very much. My dad, I love you so much. Sleep tight. This has been Josh with your Crawford Media News. Hey folks, Phil Williams here from Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. WXJC 101.1 FM every day from 2 to 5. Tune in, making it cool to be a conservative. The views and opinions expressed throughout the day are those of the participant and do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting Management or sponsors. It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio. With Greg Davis. Priority Talk. Welcome to the second hour of Priority Talk Radio with Greg Davis. Now, Greg is out, and so you have me for the second hour. My name's Nate Williams. I'm glad to be with you. We have uh, Andrew in the studio making sure it all All's working pretty good. And I've said this before, very thankful to our producers because there's a lot of technology behind this. And as someone who can be at times technologically challenged, they make sure everything runs smoothly. And I'm very thankful for them. But yes, the second hour, we're going to be talking about ministry and culture. First hours, news and politics, oftentimes, and second hours, ministry and culture. And I was thinking about a topic, and I'll go somewhere with this, so bear with me. But recently, at our, uh, at you know, just in my personal life, a couple scary things have happened just on the road driving, some car accidents and things like that. Uh, not not with me, but just some people I know. Um, a couple friends have gotten into some car accidents, a couple family members. And just it's a little scary, right? Because in the blink of an eye, a loved one can, can be gone. A friend, family member, co-worker, fellow student... Uh, whoever it might be, maybe yourself, that one day if Jesus tarries, if the Lord does not return in our lifetime, uh, that we're going to go to see Jesus. And for some of us, that's sooner than later. And so it just got me thinking about death. Now, I'm not going to be morbid about it. I'm not going to be depressing. I'm not going to share some gruesome stories. But I thought, okay, it is a good topic to think about and talk about. I'm not going to sell you some life insurance or some, you know, make sure to have your will, you know, in place, even though you should. Um, uh, Speaking of which, I need to need to have that done in my personal life. Andrew, do you have your will written out? Do do people know who's going to get your socks? Who's going to get your bank account? Do you have that written out? 
No, but I don't have much to give, you know. <laughs> That's me too. Yeah, so we'll see maybe 20, 30, 40 years. It's a little different for us. But, yeah, it's like, hey, if y'all want my old uh, Civic, you know, line, line up. I'm sure uh, people will just flock to uh, – to, to take that off my hands when I go meet Jesus. But anyways, uh, I'm not going to talk with you about those things, um, even though, yes, we should be diligent and uh, have stuff ready. But uh, let's talk about death itself in the second hour. Are, are, you, are you worried about it? Are you scared about it? Um, Andrew, when you think of death, like, what do you think of? You know, d- does it scare you? Is it like, eh, whatever, it's going to happen to everyone? Like, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's a little scary. It is a little scary, isn't it? You know, what what happens after we die? Now, as Christians, and we'll get into this, uh, we know our hope is in Jesus, so that when we die, we will go to heaven. And uh, I, I very much look forward to meeting Jesus face to face. That's going to be that's going to be beautiful. And I read a story from the Gospel Coalition that I'm going to talk with y'all about. And uh, we'll work through this issue. I'll read 1 Corinthians 15 and others. And uh, we'll eventually get to some counseling advice. How do you talk with people who have been, um, you know, someone who lost a loved one, someone who's grieving? What are some, uh, you know, ways to go about talking to them? And so that'll be the topic for the second hour. The article is, My Father's Death brought me life by grace black when i was five years old i was present in the home of a family friend when he died from lung cancer my mother and i used to stop at his house after school to check in on the family and offer help while he was in hospice i'd watch a movie and my mom would cook clean or help in any way she could i'm sure this wasn't my mom's intention but i happened to be there when he died the experience changed me i remember my mom ushering me outside to wait for her on the perch porch while her friend, the new widow, wailed in a way I haven't heard since. Shortly after this experience, although I didn't make the connection until I was an adult, I began to be afraid. I was afraid of anything that might be dangerous or kill me. I was afraid to look at ads for cigarettes, this was the 90s, because cigarettes can kill. And staring too long at the billboard across the street from the Wendy's we frequented after church might cause this killing power of cigarettes to spread to me. I was afraid to do the dangerous activities my siblings loved, like water skiing, riding scooters, or jumping off swings. Mostly I was afraid at night. I'd lie awake in my bed, afraid to close my eyes because then I'd feel the darkness closing in on me. I thought death meant being stuck in the dark. I like being inside a vacuum, or excuse me, like being inside a vacuum. I wasn't afraid of the cold, but of being desperately alone. No one would hear me, no one would come to help me, and I'd be lying there forever. As I grew, this fear of death and loneliness was replaced by general anxiety. And then uh, Grace goes on to continue with her story. Um, Things didn't get better. When I was 26 years old, I was a recent graduate from medical school and a second year resident in pediatrics. I worked as the only resident in a small community hospital's uh, pediatric intensive care unit. A previously healthy two-week-old baby came into the emergency department and arrested in the waiting room. By the time the emergency room team had gotten her heart beating again and transferred her to the PICU, she was intubated, intubated? if I said that right, and on numerous IV medications to maintain her tiny blood pressure. She had sepsis from a rare bacteria called group 
B. Strep. She breathed for another few days before we withdrew care. The parents stayed with her body for several hours after her heart stopped. In my naivete, I promised her mother I'd stay with her body until the coroner came. After her parents finally left, I was told there was no coroner coming and that someone else would come to take her tiny body to the morgue. In an effort to keep my promise to her mother, I volunteered to take her myself. And so goes on to then talk more about the story. Uh, when I was 33 years old, my father was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. The life expectancy for someone with his type of cancer is less than 11 months of di after diagnosis, and he was no exception. My father was a man of great and genuine faith. Through his illness, he continued to pray for and believe in healing. His faith never failed him, even when the healing didn't come in the way he hoped. About two months into his treatment, before his mind became foggy, we were sitting on his back porch, and he told me he was sad about having cancer, but not afraid. I responded that in a strange way. I also felt less afraid of death, knowing he was going before me. He then said the most profound and humble thing. He wished it didn't have to be this way, but he could see how his diagnosis was the answer to many prayers he'd prayed for years. He had prayed his children would develop deep and real faith, and he was seeing evidence of that in conversations with me and my brother. In the last fully lucid conversation we had a few months later, he asked me if he knew if I knew Proverbs 3 verses 5 through 6, some of his favorite verses. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. He reminded me to live by this verse and trust in the goodness of the Lord. Faith or no faith I don't know what it is, but this feeling has come just as imperceptibly through suffering and has taken a firm root in my soul, Levin wrote. I'm now 37 and come up, coming up on the third anniversary of my father's death. When I think of him, I remember the thoughtful and joy, joyful man he was in his life instead of the thin and physically weak man he was in his death. For the first time, I can say with honesty and peace in my heart, I know that I'm not afraid to die. I know I have two fathers in heaven. I know my heavenly father answers prayers in his own way and time. Death touches us all, but there's peace and life beyond its grasp. And uh, now this is now me talking. And I thought this story was touching for a couple reasons, obviously. Um, it's wonderful to see someone who's scared of death and afraid of death uh, no longer uh, fear death. I think that's great. It's good to see a strong relationship between someone and their father. That's wonderful to see. But it really goes to show you that in Christ, we don't have to fear death. We don't have to be afraid, and I want that to be an encouragement for you. I, I've worked with young adults for years. Uh, I serve campus ministries. I was uh, over in a young adult ministry. I was a middle school leader, high school leader, et cetera, et cetera, youth group. And you'll talk to a lot of people doing those things, and they'll often tell you that they're afraid of death. And I can honestly tell you that having Christ makes all the difference. And when you've watched someone pass away, when you've watched someone live so fearlessly for Christ that they're not afraid to die, it'll change your life. And that's what I tell people, that um, 
if you look at the older, let's say you have some stronger Christians in your church, uh, stronger elderly Christians in your church, and, and there comes a time when they're going to leave this earth, and you watch them go through those trials, and you see their faith does not waver, you see their joy does not change, it's really powerful. I think one, that's one of the greatest tools of evangelism. Maybe tool is the wrong word. But one of our greatest lights is uh, that we personally have is the way we face death. So if we tell the world that we have a hope and a joy, that we're looking forward to being with God in heaven forever, you know, we think the new heavens and the new earth, well, do we live that way? Or are we afraid of death? And it's fine to be afraid at moments here and there. We're human. I'm not going to say, oh, if you have a moment of doubt, if you have a moment of fear, you're just the worst person ever. It's natural. It's natural to feel a little anxious, as many of the people I talk to, they'll feel anxious. They'll imagine, well, what if a big meteor comes around and smacks the earth? Or what if the, you know, I, I've heard of people thinking, well, what if the, uh, the earth falls out of orbit or, or whatever you'll get things like that what if the sun stops shining and what i tell them is yeah those are some scary thoughts to be sure if they actually happen and you want to be careful you don't want to spiral where negative thought compounds on negative thought and it gets worse and worse and worse you don't want to go that route to be sure but let's say something like that does happen and or let's say there's war rumors of wars that's whatever might happen that it's going to be okay that that god has us we can there there's comfort and peace there and uh, i i want to hear your thoughts 202-249-5592 that's our text line text the letters ptr to 202-249-5592 once you text those letters PTR, you'll be a part of the group line. Again, it's not a group chat. You're not going to see responses from other people. This is just be you and priority talk. And then once you're on the group line, you can ask questions, make comments, and we read all of them. We read all of your comments. But what has helped you when you think of death? Are there any inspiring stories that you have? Is there anything that stands out to you, any verses? In the, uh, after we go to break, I'll come back and I'll read 1 Corinthians 15. But I want to hear your thoughts. And I know for me, watching people that I love dearly, strong, committed Christians, when they pass away and they maintain their witness and their joy and they know they're going to see Jesus, it will really change your life to see that peace that's there. And we know the Bible talks about peace that surpasses all understanding. That when you're with Jesus, the things of the world just don't affect you in the same way. They, they do because we are physical beings and illnesses and injuries, they, they pile up uh, when you get older. Y'all, I am I'm uh, in my mid-20s. Andrew, and I, I think I've peaked. I don't know. I, it might be all downhill from there. Like, I wake up and my back's hurting a little bit. And maybe it was high school. Maybe high school was the pinnacle. Uh, and then it's just all downhill from there. I know a lot of y'all are rolling your eyes at me like, oh, whatever. What do you know? 
But anyways, with Christ, we don't have to fear death. And uh, we'll talk more about this on the other side of the break. This is WXJC Radio, 101.1 FM, AM 850. We are on PriorityTalkRadio.com. We have a website. It's a good one. Lots of good information. Make sure to check it out. We'll be right back. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of South Coast Tax. We started our company 10 years ago in an effort to help our fellow Christians experiencing tax issues resolve their matters by taking a simple three-step approach. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys that specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We're also a small firm who will treat you like family, not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation. And we'll take the time to explain all of the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. Proverbs 15.22 says, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. Scale your business with a dedicated team of experts. A marketing vendor focuses on profit. A marketing partner focuses on your business. With Dot Edison, there is no more taking, only serving. Feel great about your marketing with Dot Edison. Call them at 205-332-3728 or go to their website at dotedison.com. This is Greg, and I want you to know about my friend Jeff Harding and Alabama Reliable Roofing. Your local roofing expert since 1998, Alabama Reliable Roofing provides residential and commercial clients with exceptional roofing services. Jeff and his experienced team are well-equipped to provide repairs and installations of shingle and metal roofs. Look, I know the importance of a roof and that it's one of the biggest investments you make in your home, place of business, or church facilities. Alabama Reliable Roofing understands this as well and has the experience to work with your insurance company in case of storm damage. So whether your roof has suffered from storm damage and needs repairs, or it just may be time for a new roof, you need an inspection to determine the next steps. Company owner Jeff Harding is waiting on your phone call and will be personally involved with every job. Call him at 205-369-9630 for a no-obligation conversation and a free estimate. Look at their work on the Alabama Reliable Roofing Facebook page and then call Jeff at 205-369-9630. Alabama Reliable Roofing, 205-369-9630. This is David Jeremiah. Hello, friends. Michael Youssef here with Leading the Way. Hi, this is George Barner, researcher and author. Hi, this is the Reverend Michael Spurlock with the movie All Saints. This is Brooks Gibbs, author and speaker, and you're listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk. Welcome back to Priority Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nate Williams. We have Andrew in the studio for this second hour. We are talking ministry and culture. First hour is news and politics generally. Second hour is ministry and culture. And I was just thinking, okay, so like I said last segment, right, a little bit after 6 o'clock, uh, you know, a couple people that I know have been in some car accidents, and uh, naturally, when as you're just living life, people you know will will pass away, and people you know and love. 
And I was also thinking that I'm getting older. I'm getting older, and and the body just doesn't heal like it used to. And again, I'm in my mid-20s, so some of y'all are just, you're just being like, oh, man, whatever. What I would give to be in my mid-20s again, and I get that. But I was thinking the other day, uh, I hurt my foot. I went running at a local park, and (laughs) I hurt my foot. It didn't happen right away, but uh, I ran, I think it was a couple miles, and uh, then later on in the day, I wore some shoes that didn't have a lot of support. So let's say, you know, eight or nine hours later, I was wearing some Vans. And they, oh, Vans, if you wear them, you'll know that they don't have a lot of support. Not not great shoes for that. And so uh, then I, I my foot got really irritated. And I it was tough to walk. And I was limping. And people were like, oh, something wrong with you? And I said, I don't know. My foot's hurting. I got it checked out. Nothing... Uh, nothing overly obvious was the matter so maybe it just got inflamed but anyways anyways it took forever to heal like we're talking weeks and it messed up messed up my my workout schedule on top and then i got sick from something else but that's another thing i was just a mess for about a week or two there you might remember that from my voice when i was on the radio andrew i don't know if i was with you but i got real nasally and it was a pain in the rear end sometimes. But, hey, I made it. And I, w- I was probably just being a big baby. But my body doesn't heal like it used to. Uh, just I remember uh, now, if I have a couple nights in a row of not getting great sleep, I get run down real fast. I, could, I remember as a teenager, I'd go to, like, youth conferences, youth retreats, and we would be going off of two to four hours of sleep, up all night, um, just goofing off. And then you had your early morning session with uh, worship and, and preaching and all that, you know, worship music and preaching. And, and I just remember recovering so fast. Uh, Andrew, have you noticed anything as you've gotten older that does anything hurt that used to not hurt? Or are you still at that point where you're just like Superman and nothing bothers you? I got bad knees. You got bad knees? But other than that, no, not really. Yeah, so uh, Andrew's got bad knees. Uh, Andrew, how old are you? Uh, I turned 25 in September. You turned 25? Oh, man, Andrew, you're old. You're just old. That's it. And I'm I'm 26, so you know we've just y'all. We, it's the end for us. Be praying. Andrew and I are just struggling. But anyways, I got to thinking. I got to thinking about uh, death. And now again, like I said, I'm not going to be morbid about it. Uh, death's a real thing. So let's talk about it. We don't have to worry. We don't have to be afraid. And one of my favorite verses um, dealing with death. I'm going to read you a passage. First Corinthians 15. Verse uh, 51 through, we'll go to 58. There we go. Listen, uh, the words of Paul. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, 
and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that, the, that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? We don't have to fear death. Now, this is me, not Paul. We don't have to fear death anymore because all death does is takes us to Jesus. And yes, there is mourning, sure. Death is a result of the curse. Death is a result, um, you know, there's that separation from God, sin, the ugliness of sin. All those things are terrible, yes. But death now, through Christ, it, it's it, it much of its power, if not all of its power, has been taken away. You're just helping me to go see Jesus. That's all you're doing. That's all you're doing. Uh, and so... One of God's greatest demonstrations of his strength, right? When you think of God is mighty, God is powerful, you think of the creation of the world, or you think of raising people from the dead. Yeah, all, all that's true. Um, you think of God's beauty, his artistic talents, painting sunsets and, and crafting canyons. All of that's incredible. It's true. It does show that God is overly, is, is super powerful. But one of his greatest feats of strength is he took the best weapon that Satan had, the best weapon that sin had, which was death. Think about it. Wages of sin is death. And he just used it as a tool. He removed it of all of its power, the grave of all of its power. Because now when I die, I go see Jesus. I'm going to be, I'm going to be in a much better situation. So it's almost like Satan, if we're being honest, he should want humans to live much longer and suffer on earth. Because the moment we die, we're with Jesus. You lose, you lose death grave satan demons you've lost when i die i get to go be with jesus so i think again one of god's greatest strengths is taking the best weapon of the enemy rendering it powerless rendering it ineffective and i i you know what do y'all think uh, 202-249-5592. You can also, uh, that's our text line, text the letters PTR, and then you'll be on. And then once you're on, text comments and questions. But uh, you can also follow us on social media at Priority Talk. We're on Mondays through Fridays, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., so that's two hours. Normally, it's Greg or Greg and myself, but Greg's out the second hour. And so y'all have me. My name's Nate Williams. I'm glad to talk with you. Hey, this is Greg, and ever since the first time I visited Israel in 1999, I've encouraged others to also experience the land of the Bible for themselves. I'm wondering if you've ever dreamed of visiting the Holy Land and walking where Jesus walked. 
If so, why don't you pray about touring Israel with me in the summer of 2023? We will experience a 10-day pilgrimage that will include visiting biblical sites around the Sea of Galilee and actually taking an inspirational boat ride on the same waters that Jesus walked upon. We will also visit the holy sites in the city of Jerusalem, including Golgotha and the Garden Tomb. You'll also experience the Dead Sea and many significant Old Testament sites. The Bible will come alive to you like never before. Are you interested at all? Email me, greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com, and I'll share with you much more information about this trip of a lifetime. Email me, greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com, for more information on traveling with me to the Holy Land in summer of 2023. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like, Hey, hey, this is Priority Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nate Williams. We are back for more in this second hour. Uh, from uh, 6 to 7, we're talking ministry and culture. First hours, generally news and politics, and sometimes will blur the lines a little bit, particularly with Christian news. So that can kind of be something that is in both arenas, really, news and politics and ministry and culture. But today we're talking about death. And uh, I have, let's see, I've really been graying since my teenage years. So gray hair is not that big of a deal for me just because I've always had a few uh, for a, a while now. Andrew, do you have any gray hairs or, 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 or not yet? No, I don't. Uh, I don't even know if I'll get gray hair or if it'll just stay black. You know what, Andrew? I know I asked you a question, but you can really just keep your thoughts to yourself okay now i know i asked you the question so ultimately it's my fault but remember friends we play the victim and we blame others that's what we do so andrew uh you you offended me so therefore don't ever talk again no i'm just kidding no 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 i'm just jealous of andrew's nice hair so i've been i've been graying um since oh goodness probably i want to say 16 or 17. now i don't have like a ton of gray hairs but uh we're talking getting older uh, we're talking about dying in the second hour now it's not bad if you're just joining us it's not morbid we're talking about the hope we have in christ so if you're like oh no this sounds uh, dreary and and just terrible no we're not going that route we're not we're not scared of death we're not afraid of it even though sometimes it can be scary sure but overall we know that our hope is in christ and it's all going to be okay so as uh people uh let's see this is kevin DeYoung. Uh, mentions uh, Christians need a good theology of Christian death. It matters. And so uh, that's, I think, what we should do. We need good theology when it comes to death, which means talking about it. Should we rejoice or weep when a brother or sister in Christ dies? Is a Christian funeral service a celebration or time for mourning? And so uh, I've wondered that when I die, do I want to have a celebration of life or do I want to have a funeral? Which one's more appropriate? Because you think funeral, you think uh, sad, mourning, kind of uh, maybe uh, everyone uh, is wearing black, kind of downcast. You think celebration of life, maybe it's more upbeat. It's a party. It's a celebration. It's in the name. What do we do? What do uh, 
what, what do we want? Uh, so, Andrew, okay, I completely take back what I said before, and I apologize. I'm the worst. Um, when you die one day, uh, you know, if, if Jesus uh, takes his time, uh, do you want a funeral or a celebration of life service? What, what, what sounds better to you? I guess a little bit of both. A little bit of both. And I think that's where I am as well. Because I don't, I think if you go too far in any one direction, it's not great. So, for instance, during a funeral, if you emphasize the death and the mourning and the sadness, I'm talking about Christians, well, uh, one, uh, you want to recognize that a person lived a good life, that they did good things, they may have had a family, uh, worked hard at their job, made a difference in their community, um, but also, don't forget the Jesus aspect. If they believe in the gospel, they're going to heaven. They're happy at the moment. They're with Christ. Wow, that's awesome. But then with the celebration of life service, if you emphasize the celebration, you emphasize those other things that I talked about, you can miss the mourning. Death, it takes a toll, to, to put it that way. The people are sad. You're, you're, you're missing someone you love dearly. So friends and family, figure in the community and uh, co-worker. Uh, and, and so you want to be careful going too far in either direction. And so I'm wary. Uh, we've moved in modern times to celebration of life. I've just been wary of that because it's a good thing to be sure. But don't forget the, the mourning aspect. And so it is natural and healthy to, to mourn. And we want to be careful about that. Um, it is routine to hear the heartfelt sentiment of a dear dying Christian say, Don't weep when I die. Rejoice, for I shall be with Christ. With the same affection, it is normal to hear family members of a dece deceased Christian say, He didn't want us to grieve. We want to joyfully remember the life he had and remind ourselves that he is truly in a better place. These are endearing statements. Again, this was an article by Kevin DeYoung. We don't want to disparage the affection that moved these sentiments. However, these responses are not sufficient. We should not merely rejoice when a Christian dies. As Romans tells us, the wages of sin is death. It is not a good thing that our Christian friend or family member has passed away. No matter the benefits after death, death itself is an abomination. Death is an unwelcome guest. It has no place in creation. Rather, it stormed onto the scene as the thief of life upon the entrance of sin into this world. Therefore, death itself is not to be celebrated. We cannot merely rejoice when a Christian dies, somehow forgetting that death is an enemy. Uh, for God formed man from the dust of the earth. Creation is turned on its head as man is returned to the dust in his death. There has been loss, and loss that was not meant to be in this world. There has been death, which has no place in the good creation. In fact, at death, man is torn asunder. His body and soul, created as one person, is separated. It is true that at the moment when a Christian dies, their soul immediately passes into the presence of Christ, but their body is left to decay. The soul is naked before the Lord, and the body lies lifeless and void of the soul until the resurrection. Therefore, there is a sense in which we could say that our naked souls are longing for the day of resurrection. For on that day, they will be reunited to our bodies, never to experience that horrible separation again. We will forever dwell as we were created to be. 
Ma uh, Martha, Mary, and their friends have good reason to weep at the loss of Lazarus. The scriptures never ask Christians to, den to deny the feeling of grief. It is a right and holy sadness. And we should never ask our loved ones to deny, to, to deny that emotion either. There is a sort of super spirituality present with such a request or repression. It is an attitude that surpasses the teaching of the Bible and what our creator has asked of us. However, we should not merely grieve. When a Christian dies, we should also be filled with rejoicing. Truly for the Christian, to live is Christ and to die is gain. As a believer in Christ departs from this life, they are immediately in a far better place. They are with Christ. They have finished the race and kept the faith. And that faith has become sight. They no longer see in a mirror dimly, but see him face to face. The object of their love, affection, and joy is before and with them forever. So I think what we're getting at with funerals or celebration of life, we want to be somewhere in the middle. You want to mourn, but you don't want grief to be the only thing there. You want to celebrate, but you also don't want to shortchange the effect of death. And so we know ultimately death has been removed of all power. Death no longer separates us as, as the ultimate, you know, we're being sent away from God. No, because of death, now we get to be with Jesus. However, death is something to be mourned in that uh, it is a mark of sin. And, and so how do we kind of meet in the middle there? Uh, I remember I was asking uh, one of my, I was in high school at this point, and I was really struggling with the concept of being joyful as a Christian because I thought, well, as a Christian, I'm supposed to be joyful, but there's so much in life sometimes to be sad about. Injuries, illness, politics, economy, loss of jobs, loss of friendships, betrayals, divorces. There's just a lot in life to be sad about sometimes. And so I asked my friend, her name was uh, Elizabeth. I asked her, so how is Christians... How do we stay joyful when all these bad things happen? Because I'm like, it's either or. Either you're sad or you're joyful. And I'll never forget what she said to this day. She said that you can do both. You can feel two things at the same time. You can experience two things and, and, and your soul can be a state of two things at the same time. You can be joyful and sad. You can be joyful and angry. Now, it's difficult at times because uh, you can be consumed by either one to the detriment of the other. But you can do both. To, to mourn the loss of a friend or a family member, but also to be joyful knowing that they're with Jesus. They're with Jesus. Now, it's a little bit different when someone passes away who's a non-believer. I know for pastors and uh, other people, it's sometimes giving counsel. What do you do? What do you say? In those moments, I, I try to just point people to Jesus, being like they live the life that they lived, and we will never know 
what happens in a final few seconds of someone's life. I've heard of people seeing visions. I've heard of people giving their life to Christ. And, uh, and, and so it's not up to me ultimately to decide where they go. And any decisions that they made in the last few uh, seconds of their life, minutes, days, months, so it's not for me to know. I'm not the judge, jury, and executioner. I leave those matters to God. But I know in those, in those times, it can be tough for, for family members and friends and pastors. What do you say? Ultimately, you point people to Jesus. And you say, well, they may have lived a life. And we don't know ultimately where they're going. That's between them and God. You can be sure of your salvation by giving your life to Christ. Do you trust and believe in Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Has Jesus washed away your sins? And so that's what I, that's what I tend to do with that. What are your thoughts, y'all? How do you handle situations when you're not sure of someone's salvation? You're not sure where they're going, where their eternity lies. It can be very difficult and, and it's tough. So what do you do? What do you say? I think pastors here can help out. Make sure to text in to 202-249-5592. Text the letters PTR. And when you do so to that number, you'll join our text line. And then, and then after that, you can ask comments and make uh, as uh, ask comments. Wow make comments, ask questions, and I want to hear your thoughts. What verses do you share? How do you comfort those who are mourning? We want to, we want your advice. I'd love to hear what you do because I have much to learn. This is WXJC Radio Priority Talk. We'll be right back. Greg Davis here, and I want to remind you of Priority Talk's longest-running advertiser, and that's today's family dentistry, your friendly dental practice conveniently located in downtown Coleman. Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Key Tan, or Dr. Stephanie Young, along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians, along with a friendly staff, I might add, who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's Family Dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield All Kids, and most commercial insurances. Give them a call today and make your appointment, 256-739-3337. That's Today's Family Dentistry located in downtown Coleman. Call today and make your appointment, 256-739-3337. Today's Family Dentistry in downtown Coleman. Hi, Jerry Jenkins here, author of the Left Behind series and the Chosen series of novels. And you're listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. Welcome back to Priority Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nate Williams. We have Andrew in the studio for the second hour. We're talking ministry and culture. Y'all make sure to check out the WXJC Radio app that you can take with you when you're out and about and you can listen wherever. And then also we have a podcast if you miss anything. Priority Talk, it's on Apple, Spotify, and other places. And so this second hour, we've been talking about death. What do you do? What do you say? How do we view it? How do we, how do we you know, on one sense, I talked about how death's power has been completely removed. It just uh, helps us to go see Jesus. And everything's going to be okay. But at the same time, it is the mark of sin. So it's not supposed to be here. 
death is not supposed to be here. And uh, so we mourn that. And so there's this balance that we're trying, trying to strike. And so I'll read one of my favorite Psalms that when I'm thinking dark thoughts and I don't like the headspace I'm in, maybe I'm anxious or depressed or feeling down, feeling nothing, feeling numb. I love Psalm 23. So this has always been a comfort for me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I know Psalm 23 has been a great comfort for me. That, uh, and I hope for you, if it, maybe you're stressed out, maybe you're anxious, maybe you have some questions and you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. Psalm 23 can be a comfort to you as well. And uh, I, I was looking up ways of helping people who are grieving. And uh, maybe you have some helpful tips, uh, you know, things that you do or say. Uh, we have anyone who's a chaplain, you know, you've experienced this a lot, many, many times. And it can be awkward. What do I say? What if I say something wrong? What if I say something kind of cliche that's just uh, maybe just not the best thing to say in the moment? Just know that, number one, the biggest thing is your presence most likely when people are mourning a loss they're having lots and lots of conversations they have to deal with kind of practical matters what do we do about the house what do we do about possessions so on and so forth they're having conversations about funeral arrangements and uh, all, all of that they're having conversations about me memories about the person who passed away. And, and so they're talking to lots of people sometimes. And, and they might not remember anything specific that you say. So know that it's not up to you to say this perfect thing that, that will change their life, revolutionize, that will take all the pain away. You are not capable of taking their pain away. Uh, maybe you can ease it some, but ultimately healing uh, uh, from someone's death, uh, it's in someone's own timeline. They have to do it at, at their own pace. And, and so take comfort in the fact that it's not up to you to say something perfect. I know sometimes we think we do, we think we have to, but just know that you don't have to. But, uh, but so, so number one is presence. And so after that, maybe small gestures sending a card or flowers uh, uh may, maybe you're really gifted in cooking uh, people oftentimes show their love through making meals for one another you can help out around the house maybe mowing lawns or, or or cleaning up a room that's messy so so small small gestures because again years from now 
they may not always remember the words you said but also but but they might remember a, a kind act that was done so uh let's see i'm reading an article from harvard's medical school uh they uh let's see one woman a dog lover who had recently lost her husband recalled her joy when a close friend went to the pound and brought her a basket of puppies that needed to be fostered for a few weeks now again be careful be careful i, I you know andrew i don't know how you might respond if you had to take care of some puppies for a few days randomly but but for that person it was a great gesture it, it, it meant a lot um so you have to be kind of be careful to know the person before you do something like that but uh you know um you can talk about the person maybe it's helpful to uh let them tell stories sometimes that's therapeutic and that's healing so be like all right well tell me about so and so then they tell stories um th this article says don't ask how are you because the answer is obvious not good but maybe uh, how are you feeling or how you know how are you doing uh, right now uh, offer hope now as christians this part's great because uh, we can point people to the gospel we can point people to jesus to god uh, our faith and so we can offer people hope but um also offer them hope personally being like as appropriate saying that uh that it's it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay we don't know how but uh we'll we'll, we'll get through this you're gonna find your way through this and again be careful um depending on how devastated a person is but just to let them know that hey we're with you we are with you um as appropriate we love you um you can reach out uh, this is is tricky because as a, as a church this can be tough um but but it may be around the holiday season reach out to someone uh let them know that you're thinking about them because i can only imagine it let's say you've been married to someone for 50 years it can be tough i uh, man it can be tough to then you know reach out across the bed that person's not there sit across from them at the table that person's not there they could be struggling so as churches uh, just be mindful around holiday seasons to, uh, um, to to reach out to those who have lost a loved one and ask them how they're doing maybe maybe you can go sit with them be with them because they, they could be in a tough place um, help out that's another one uh, that we already talked about a little bit but maybe cleaning up a kitchen helping with funeral arrangements uh, a lawyer could help answer questions about the estate a handy person could maybe fix a couple things uh, paint a room uh, things like that so maybe get practical uh, avoid judgments as well because de death can be a, a difficult time and rumors can spread and those can be very very damaging so what are your tips what are what's advice or wisdom that you might have for us make sure to text in 202-249-5592 uh, text the letters ptr to that number and then once you're on uh, just yeah i want to want to hear your thoughts advice wisdom how do you handle things when a, when when you are with someone who has re recently experienced a loss 
and uh, maybe we can share that wisdom with each other. Friends, this is WXJC Radio Priority Talk. We have a wonderful website, PriorityTalkRadio.com, and uh, on that website you can find out more information. We have show notes about the guests that we uh, that we interact with, and uh, you can learn more about the show, and you can uh, talk with us, uh, text in, and all those good things. This is Priority Talk Radio. Nate Williams, this has been a great show. If you missed any of it, make sure to check out Priority Talk, the podcast. It's on Apple, Spotify, and elsewhere. And uh, don't worry, y'all. We'll be back tomorrow with another two hours of good stuff. Y'all make sure to be praying, get involved with your local church, be a light for Christ, and know that we serve Jesus, and it's all going to be okay. We'll talk with you later. I'm going